Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I am excited today. We have our special guest, NFL insider Shane Peacher is back to help us break down the 2021 NFL draft, which is coming up this Thursday. So, yes, sir, we are excited. But first, you know how we like to start things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. Woo-wee! Yes, sir! The draft has been on fire! Shout out, MOP! And so we learned from all the musical chairs that have been happening with all the trades and different moves heading into the draft. We had a couple trades, right? We had that three-way little fiasco with the 49ers and the Dolphins and then the Dolphins and the Eagles. And then today we had another big, huge trade with Orlando Brown going to the Chiefs to protect Mahomes from a conference rival, which was really weird, but you know, whatever. But anyways, with all this, it has been a whirlwind and the draft is going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be some intriguing TV, especially the first few rounds. For years, though, personnel from teams in the NFL have always been wondering if they really needed the combine, right? If they really needed to be in person in Indianapolis, right? This was always a spot of contention for a lot of coaches and other personnel. So this offseason threw a wrench into those plans because there was no combine. So we really just had the pro days and then virtual stuff teams watching video and all that good stuff. And teams did their work. They still did all the virtual. They still did the pro days. They still did, you know, as many medical exams and things that meeting with prospects over Zoom as they could. But, you know, it's never the same as in the setting of a lot of other players trying to get the same thing. It just brings that energy and things like that. But I'm not a personnel or a coach, so I don't have to travel there to go do it. (laughs) Either way, for many, the Super Bowl is usually the end of the season. But not for people like my guest today and myself. It actually just signifies the beginning of the draft season. And so Shane Peacher and I have been scouting the rookies for the incoming class. You know, we've been looking at the depth charts for the teams to see what they need. And we are going to talk about it all. We are going to get into the quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks that could go in the first round. We're going to get into the other top positional as well to figure out what all the teams may do in the draft. We're also going to look at slides, best fits. We're going to look around the top 10, try to figure out some things there. We'll also talk about, obviously, my Raiders and Shane Peacher's Washington football team. We got to talk about them as well. And so, yes, sir, with the draft approaching, I know that I am ready. And I know that our guest today on the Ball and Buds podcast, I know how ready he is as well. He is one of the most enthusiastic NFL draft experts around. He knows everything about the draft. He studies it. He loves it. I say, let's do this. Let's get ready. Are you ready for some football? And now, without further ado, 
NFL expert Shane Peacher is back on the show with us today. My brother, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, my friend. It is Christmas week for me, and let's talk some draft. Yes, sir. Let's get into this. So we can be fairly certain that we know pretty much what the first two picks are going to be, right? We know Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one, obviously. And you may have a differing opinion, but I think the consensus at this point is that the Jets are going to pick Zach Wilson. Now, we'll get to that in a second. And if the fans at home haven't been paying attention, it's possible we get three quarterbacks in the first three picks. It's possible we get four quarterbacks in the first four picks. Shoot, it's possible we get five quarterbacks in the first five picks. Probably not going to happen, but probably going to get at least five in the top nine, top ten. And again, it all starts up top with Trevor Lawrence, considered to be one of the best quarterback prospects ever. The other quarterbacks have some concerns. Wilson, Fields, Lance, Jones. So we have Lawrence, who we think is going to be a superstar, and then four other quarterbacks who have really good potential. Probably won't see any other quarterbacks till day two or three, unless we get a Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond in the late first or day two. Probably more day two, though. It is clearly a top-heavy quarterback class, so we will see. Excited to see how these quarterbacks pan out, but they all do have question marks. So who do you think our dear friend Dion Clubs' San Francisco 49ers traded a King's Ransom for to trade up to pick? Who do you think they did this for, my friend? Tell us. Tell us. Well, my friend, I think it's a coin flip. And shockingly, I think... It's between Matt Jones and Trey Lance. Justin Fields is out of the picture, I believe, my friend. I think he is out of the picture. And I think, and if you listened to Mel Kuyper's podcast yesterday, he agrees. He thinks there's no chance that Justin Fields goes to the Niners. He thinks he's eliminated from that option. Wow, really? What was his reasoning behind that? His reasoning was he just hears that they love Matt Jones and Trey Lance and that it's a 50-50 coin flip. Wow, wow. Good intel there. I didn't even hear that one because I was thinking it was still between uh, Fields and Lance. Um, or, I'm sorry, Fields, Lance, and Mack, all three of them. I didn't know that they had uh, that they eliminated Fields. But you know what? That, that Those are rumors that have been going around for a while now is that they were infatuated with Mac Jones. We don't, you know, we don't know who they traded up for, right? Because they traded up for one of the best remaining QBs, right? Whoever's left over. They don't know. We all pretty much think we know. What are your percentages for each of these players to possibly go to the 49ers? Oh, I actually really think it's 50-50. Um, and I think it's crazy by the Niners because I'm no scout, but I just don't see how you can trade all those picks for Mac Jones. And I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. I thought quarterbacks that were going to be good stunk. And, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a great quarterback guru. So he may be right. I just don't see the upside to trade that many picks for Mac Jones. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, look, if you want to take Mac Jones, great. But what was the point of trading up? Unless they had some kind of intel that someone was going to take him ahead of them, which I don't think there was anyone that was planning to, then this absolutely, like you said, does not make any sense. Now, I mean, I saw Mac Jones's, you know, pro day. He has a really good arm. He's accurate. Played at Alabama, which obviously brings a good pedigree, but he's not as mobile as the other quarterbacks. So you you believe it's going to be Trey Lance, though, even though it's 50-50, or do you not want to pick it all? I'm kind of leaning towards Mac Jones from what I'm reading, man. Okay. It just – it seems like he – Kyle loves these type of quarterbacks. I mean, just look at Kirk Cousins, man. He's infatuated with Kirk and for how long? 
Yeah, and Jimmy G, right? But that's what I'm saying. You're trading up for a guy that might be a little bit better than Jimmy G. It but makes it's exactly no sense. the same, yeah. Right. And and the thing is, it's not just trading up. It's trading up as high as they did and giving up as many picks as they did. Like, I just don't see how it could be Mac. Yeah. I don't. But, like I said, Kyle Shanahan is the guru here. So I'll let it be. I'll down it and tell you that I hate it. But... I'm not saying that it's the wrong choice, you know? Okay, so let's say that Lawrence goes one, Wilson goes two. Let's say that for just the sake of it, that we go with what you hear and they go with Jones at three, which would be crazy, but let's just throw a wrench here. Then where do you think Lance and Fields goes? And, or if you think it's going to be Lance, then where do Jones and Fields go? Oh, that's the crazy part. If Matt goes to San Francisco at three, then I think – Man, that sixth spot where Miami's at is a tradable spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you, or Detroit too. Because I think if Trey Lance fell to Carolina, even though they made a trade for a quarterback, I think I can see Carolina taking them at eight. And no doubt Denver would take them if he falls to Denver. Yeah, that was actually my next question for you. So we all do know that there are quarterback-hungry teams, New England, Denver, Chicago, and your team, the Washington football team. Uh, who could you most likely to see trade up, and then who would they be getting? Well, as far as trading up, if it was somebody going to number four, which I can see happening, I see like a New England or a Denver doing that. I don't see Washington trading up that high. But let one of those two quarterbacks slide down to around the seven. I could actually see Washington really jumping up and or the New England Patriots. But let me just say this. If it's high like to number four, we're out. I think New England, there's a chance that they jump to four, and they, they're willing to give up everything. You saw what they did in free agency, man. I think they're all in. And Washington, though, if one of them two, Lance or Fields, falls to like seven to where Detroit's at, I think you could see us try to trade up at that point. Ooh, very nice. And I, and I know you had mentioned Denver earlier, too, because I could see them definitely trading up, too, possibly, or maybe Fields if he's there at four. Right, yeah, because they're at number nine, so it's not that high of a jump. Right, and but, I mean, do we think we think they need a quarterback, right? I do, but I don't think they're as desperate. Okay. And there's lots of good players that are going to be there at nine. Mm. Now, I think if one of them falls to nine, they're going to draft one. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So who would you have them drafting at nine if they didn't fall, if no one falls to them? Well, I mean, like I said, at nine, there's going to be a lot of them guys available, Omar, like one of the big wide receivers, maybe even Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, will be there. Ooh. They need some defense, Patrick Sertan the second. I mean, there's a lot of people that could be there. I mean, it's up in the air. Like I said, I think it depends on how the draft falls. Definitely. So I actually have a few questions there on the follow-up. I want to know where you think, and I'm going to hit you with a couple uh, posi- – I'm going to hit you with a few positions, and you let me know where you think the top players in those positions are going to go, okay? Okay. Now, with the running backs, the running back class is extremely top-heavy. We only have the two top running backs, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, the only true three-down backs – who should be starting day one. You shouldn't be shocked to hear both of their names in the first round. After that is a steep drop-off. So what do you think about the running backs, my friend? Man, uh, you, you know me. I don't like the, the running back in the first round. I don't care who you are these days. You can find them in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. So no Najee Harris in the first round? No, I think they'll go in the first round because I think a team like Buffalo that's pretty – you know, stacked everywhere, you know what I mean? And they need running back help. I think that could be a spot at number 30. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. So, okay, what about wide receivers? Do you remember last year, my brother, when we had 
13 wide receivers go off the board in the first two rounds. Man, we ain't going to get that this year, but they are very, very good up top. The top three, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Woo, they are all superstar potential. And there's a couple other good ones in there. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, Purdue's Wondell Moore, Terrence Marshall from LSU, Kadarius Toney from Florida, Tutu Atwell from Louisville, etc., etc. We got a few big wide receivers. So, what do you think about the wide receivers, my friend? Dude, there's a whole bunch of wide receivers going. I think uh, you can see Jamar Chase at number five to Cincinnati. Mm. Or, you know, Devontae Smith, number seven to Detroit. If they don't trade. I mean, the the wide receivers of this draft are great. Waddle to Miami. Waddle to Miami, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, yeah, there you go. They they need somebody for Tua. Yeah, and and like you said, though, Jamar Chase to, to the Bengals. If they don't I, if they don't take Sewell, which I think they they could as well for protection for Burrow, Burrow to Chase that would that would be crazy. Yeah, it would be them coming back and playing together again from college <laughs> to the pros. Yeah, and a lot of people forget how good Chase was last year. Man, he sat out this year, but man, he was the consensus number one wide receiver before sitting out this season. Omar, so uh, two more two more positions I got for you: cornerback. Where the top cornerbacks go? Oh man, I hate to say it. I think. Uh, Sertan goes to Dallas at 10. That That's the, the number one guy in my book. Yeah. And what about Fairley? That was the other guy. Uh, Fairley. 23 to the Jets, man. I think he is a first-rounder, but he's on that fringe. Yeah, yeah. You know he, what I mean? He's been projected anywhere, really. I mean, between 10 and, and, the, and the end, he's been up and down everywhere in there. But I do agree now that with uh, Sertan's father saying that he should play with the Cowboys, uh, for some reason, I don't think. Because they, they want Pitts, but that's a that's a pipe dream. That ain't happening. No, Pitts ain't falling that far, my friend. <laughs> he, Jerry Jones can dream up as many sugar plum fairies as he wants. Him and my, Jerry, dad, him and my dad will be disappointed. Jerry Jones can go to Atlanta and watch Kyle Pitts play because that's where I think he's going. <laughs> then there, that perfectly segues into my next question. We both have Pitts going at four. So you said to me earlier in an earlier conversation that you think the draft effectively starts at number four with Atlanta. So you got Pitts. What happens after that? After Pitts? Or, I mean, yeah, talk about Pitts a little bit, too, if you want. Cause I, I mean, I, I think Pitts is the best pass catcher in the draft, and number four is a good spot for him. Mm. I mean, I think this guy can be a number one stunner in the NFL, my friend. I mean, this guy is a top-notch tight end, and as you know, having a top-notch tight end is a huge advantage in the NFL right now. I mean, mm-hmm. look at all the t- look at where all the top tight ends in the league, man. It seems like they they roll. I mean, they, they just seem to have an advantage there. Like, all the teams with them top guys have an advantage there. Kelsey, Waller, right? And the thing is, like, he, he seems like a more athletic Darren Waller to me. And I'm like, damn, Darren Waller's already good. Yeah, and he's humongous. What, 6'6"? Six, six? Jeez. Right. Yeah, and, like, he has the body of a, of a tight end and uh, plays like a receiver. So it's like, oh, he's going to be crazy. But, yeah, so we just talked a little bit about Cincinnati. Then uh, what do you think about the rest of the top ten after that? Cincinnati, uh, see, this is where it gets rough. Cincinnati, right? You said Sewell or Chase. Uh, do you think it could be anybody else there? Or it's one of those two. It's one of those two, man. And I don't think they're trading out. I think they're going to get, oh boy, a weapon either to protect him or, you know, a weapon for down the field and a wide receiver. Uh, Miami, I, I think they're going to go with receiver as well for Tua. Ooh. Definitely, I think so. And then Detroit at seven, is that's the, that's the trade spot for one of the quarterbacks that drop, I think. 
I think you got to get ahead ahead of Denver for sure if you want one of them two quarterbacks. So this is and, why Washington or Chicago makes that trade. Oh yes, and I love it too because seven is Detroit, eight is Carolina, and what does that have to do with Washington? Well, <laughs> the the general manager is used to be with Detroit, mm-hmm. and then obviously you know coach was with Carolina. Rivera. Exactly. Ronnie Rivera with Carolina, so, so one of those two, two teams. two close connections that you could easily make a trade up for is what you're saying here, my friend. Correct. And you got to jump ahead of Denver, I think, because, like I said, I don't think Denver's desperate, but if one of them falls, it's Elway, you know. <laughs> Elway is going to have his, you know, <laughs> way, way and get a quarterback, I think. Yeah, you always know. You'll always reach for a quarterback no matter what. <laughs> so what exactly. about the rest of the top ten? Do you have any thoughts on the rest of the top ten? Uh, the rest of the top ten, like I said, you know how the draft is. It's a it's a crapshoot. Yeah, so, I mean, guys like Sertan, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, Parsons, you know, guys like that I think will go. I'm hoping if we stay at 19, I'm hoping one of the linebackers falls to Washington, though. I was but, just going to say, how about your football team and then how about my Raiders as well? The funniest thing about that, that you bring that up, is I think we're both looking for the same we thing are. that we say is <laughs> If we stay in our spots, Omar, it's definitely offensive line or linebacker for sure. I mean, I don't see anything else if we stay. Heard that. I know that we definitely are going to go linebacker or offensive tackle because we need either a right tackle or a linebacker. Um, I hope we go linebacker, obviously, because our defense sucks. Um, (laughs) Who's sliding in the draft? I think the the biggest slide, uh, the most surprising slide is going to be Justin Fields, I think. And like I said, it might not even be out of the top 10. But, man, he was the consensus number two quarterback after the season ended in college football. And he did nothing wrong to change that. And all of a sudden, he's number three or four. Yeah, It ab- makes no sense to me. Absolutely wild. I can't believe that you, he would be exactly ranked and then he did nothing wrong. And, and plus... Some of these other quarterbacks that they're that they're lifting up, as usual, have sparse records, right? So, well, you know the thing is, Omar. Here's the thing I hate: he's getting crushed and probably falling because he's the Ohio State quarterback. You can't draft an Ohio State quarterback, but dude, there's never been an Ohio State quarterback with the blue chip level as he has. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess you know Haskins scares people, but man, Fields is a way better prospect than Haskins ever could have thought to be, and. Guys like what I mean, you could say, oh well, nobody from Ohio State's ever been a good quarterback in the NFL. Well, who was a good Texas Tech quarterback before Patrick Mahomes came in there, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, view these guys as a person-on-person basis. I think, and you can't just go by, oh, he plays here or he plays there, and that's why he's going to suck. No, exactly. I don't go with that. I don't believe in that either. The school thing, but. One thing about that is the school thing would be like BYU, right? Because now Zach Wilson somehow, like you said, when Fields moved back magically, Zach Wilson moved ahead. But, you know, he had only thrown 23 career touchdown passes before last season, right? He had a shoulder injury. And before that, I mean, he had only had a good stretch, I would say, back in his freshman season. So, I mean, it it is, I mean, like you said, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. I love Trey Lance, too. I love Wilson. Like I said, Trey Lance, how, what did he do to, to jump Justin Fields? He played one game this year, and it might have been his worst game as a coll- collegiate athlete. Right, exactly. Do you think it could have been because Trey Lance is more mobile, and maybe that's why? No, I think is because the NFL is a copycat league, and I think people think Trey Lance is, reminds them of Josh Allen. 100% I think so. I mean, Ooh, he has the accuracy okay. issue. He's a big boy. He can run, and I just think they see the talent. You know, they see that upside. Yeah, I definitely can understand that. So then who would be a surprise first-round pick in your eyes? I don't think there's really any surprises, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean – Are there any players and teams that fit really well together that you can see happening? In the first well, round? I would 
love to see Micah Parsons with the Washington football team. I just don't <laughs> think he's going to fall that far down. Although he does have those uh, off-the-field issues that people think he could fall because of, but I just don't see him falling that far. I, I don't. He's too yeah. good. And, you know, going back real quick to the quarterback thing, because I do want to input one point that I haven't heard anybody talking about, but I want to say this because I just popped in my head and I thought about it. I'm not saying it's true, right? I'm not saying it's any conspiracy theory or anything, but other than Geno Smith, who they drafted in 2013, I don't remember the last time or the Jets drafted a black quarterback. One in the past, whatever, 20, 30 years. Uh, I'm not counting that. <laughs> in my In my personal... Uh, opinion of view here. I'm thinking that maybe the Jets want just white quarterbacks to start for them. Now, that could be controversial. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying. What do you think, my friend? Didn't old uh, Woody put millions of dollars towards Trump? I think that answers your question. Oh, God. Bless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate, my friend. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts you got about the draft or anything? I know you're the draft expert, so I want you to say whatever you want to think about this draft. Oh, man, I'm just excited. It can't get here soon enough. I mean, it's uh, stacked with talent. And the quarterback thing, like I said, it's going to make a lot of good players slide down, Omar. And that's where I'm excited about Washington. And then you should be excited about your Raiders because of that. Because good defensive players, good offensive linemen are going to fall because people are going to reach for the quarterback position. Because we're going to have five in the top ten, I think. Which is in- insane. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that would be crazy. But you're right. Like, all of this movement and all of this possible movement has just made this draft. And then with all, like, the variables of not having a, a real combine and things like that and everything being jumbled, mumbled, and whatever, you know, this draft is going to be must-watch TV. Probably the best draft we've had in a while. Oh, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. I agree with that. Awesome. Well, we're going to see plenty of twists and turns, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what surprises come. Thank you so much for joining us on the draft special. NFL expert, my friend Shane Peacher, thank you for joining us. Hit him with your Twitter sign-off and all that. It's at Peachamania. Hit me up if you want to talk football, especially this week if you want to talk draft. And, of course, the world of professional wrestling. And, Omar, you know, the Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 is coming out. We're going to have to do a podcast on that for sure, my friend. Ooh, that sounds like a great idea. We should do a podcast on all three seasons. I'm going to have to go back and watch some of them because I haven't seen all of them. But I've seen I've seen enough of them, and those are awesome. And also, I'm going to have you on here in a couple weeks for WrestleMania review because we still got to do that, and I want to get that out probably uh, in a couple weeks. So we'll get up for that as well. Excellent. Sounds good, my friend. Let me know. Take care, my friend. You too. And you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. So this year's draft prep was anything but ordinary. It was really, really weird, and a lot of people had to do a lot of different things that made them uncomfortable. But that might be the new normal, y'all, with the pandemic, you know, even if it's going to be over and we might get back to some sort of normalcy in life. Um, you know, Zoom is going to be a big part of our lives. Virtual stuff is going to be a big part of our lives going forward. This is just the start of the technology boom. I'm telling y'all robots are going to take over the world soon. Anyway, anyways, and it might show up in the quarterback frenzy at the top of the board, right? The fate of all these players who are coming off injury or you heard my ESPN notification on my phone <laughs> draft notification anyway so you know how into it we are the fate of the players who are coming off injury or even evaluations of all those players who opted out of the 2020 season and we didn't get any real tape on 
The impact won't be known for seasons to come, but it is throwing a lot of variables into the draft and making it that much more intriguing. And so we've reached a point where most fans return. They watch for a few days to get back into it. Not me and my guest. We dig in and we love it. The NFL draft symbolizes for us a brand new season. We are able to be optimistic about our teams and the NFL coming back in the fall even if it is just for a few short days. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until then, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way. Holla! 5,000.